Hello everyone, welcome back. You're listening to Venture Poland Podcast. We're back after a short break. I must admit, I was on holidays. We were very busy helping out the tourism industry here in Poland after the COVID lockdown. Finally, we've managed to spend some time outside our home office. We have an online business and we just, you know, work at home. And I think it's very important for everyone who's in this kind of situation to plan for even short trips and some time outside, not to get too crazy about it. But that's not the topic of today's episode, obviously. Today I have invited for you a very special guest. And to start off with a short story, I don't know if you watch Shark Tank. There is this investor there, Kevin O'Leary, and he said once in an interview that the majority of investments that were ROI positive for him during Shark Tank were with companies that were run by women entrepreneurs. He then goes on about the reasons why women are better in the startup ecosystem and generally in building companies than men. So I hope that you will like today's episode as I have invited a lady entrepreneur to the show. Natalia Kwiecień is our guest and uh, we will talk about Doer, the business she runs together with her partner. I'm not gonna tell too much about it just yet. I'm gonna leave it to Natalia obviously, but I would like to emphasize that in this episode uh, you will hear quite a lot of tactical advices and quite a lot of insights on running a startup and from my perspective one of the most important things that I remember from our discussion was the way they treat their partners and customers and the way they build their market. Hopefully you will enjoy today's episode. Before I play the intro I just wanted to remind you to make sure to share this episode with your friends and colleagues at work uh, somewhere on social media. I would uh, really appreciate that. And um, just as a reminder, make sure to take a pen and piece of paper to take some notes because this one is a very, very good one. Enjoy. Welcome to Venture Poland Podcast. My name is Daniel Czochorowski and my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner for any business venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers, so we can all learn from them. Enjoy today's episode. Natalia, thank you very much for uh, accepting the invite to the podcast. I'm really glad that we have yet another lady entrepreneur on the show. Hello, Daniel. Glad to be here. Uh, Natalia, first and foremost, I would like to do a 60-second pitch on Doer because this is what we do with startups every single time I invite startups. So there you go. It's your turn now. Mm -hmm, certainly. Okay, so Doer is a startup that tackles a problem of a terrible customer experience with uh, contractors, home improvement professionals, uh, repair specialists, etc. So uh, we have a three-pronged approach to this problem according to the segment. For B2C, uh, we manage a marketplace uh, with top home improvement specialists like electricians, plumbers, painters, etc. So it's just an easy, intuitive app helping you to find the right pro for your specific need. And of course, we call them doers. Uh, all of them have been run through our recruitment process. Uh, I know all of them personally. 
Plus, our customers continuously rate them. So certainly, we offer not only a user-friendly experience, but also a number of really verified, trusted specialists in one place. That's B2C. Uh, as far as B2B is concerned, uh, we provide top-quality technical maintenance services for offices, uh, from small repairs through uh, air conditioning maintenance to comprehensive fit-outs of office space. And for B2B2C segment, um, we are a kind of an assistance company. We have deals with some top-tier insurance players uh, to help their individual customers deal with consequences of some events like uh, flooding from neighbors or electrical surge, etc. Um, so probably that would be it for uh, 60 seconds. It's actually a very broad spectrum of things you have to have in place to provide such services so i'm really i'm really glad that we will uh, talk about doer today talk to us about uh, your current uh, state of the company i'm you know interested in what's the origin of the idea do you have an investor something more so we can understand at which stage of the startup life mm -hmm. you guys actually are mm -hmm, certainly so we started um in february 2018 so that will be two and a half years ago we launched the marketplace um, and as of today, we have around 120 doers on board and expanded from uh, Warsaw to Wrocław. So our services were at first available only in the capital. Now uh, we expanded to other big Polish city. Um, we are completely self-financed um, and we are profitable. Um, so that would be probably about the current state. Um, then you asked about the origin. So um, I run this business with uh, my husband, uh, Michael. So we are two co-founders. Uh, in our core team, we have uh, two marketing uh, specialists on board, a uh, developer, and of course, our uh, more than 100 doers. So that's also our broad team. Um, mm -hmm. And the origin was we just saw a problem of this um, terrible experience. I mentioned at the beginning that the process of Searching for a pro is very ineffective, difficult. Then you have to deal with bad quality, um, some uh, dishonest situations, etc. Uh, and we saw a huge opportunity. We saw that uh, there are marketplaces, but they are not curated, not managed. Uh, the quality is not taken care of. So, um, so we wanted to start with it. We also have uh, some skill set and experience that, um, especially. Michaels, who spent uh, 15 years in technology and in IT. Uh, so we were uh, kind of uh, sure that we are able to launch a tech startup. And uh, well, that's how it all started. Okay, brilliant. So uh, if I would guess that uh, you had a problem with, a uh, let's say, doer in the past, and then it ignited the company. Is that correct? Of course. Uh, so we had a problem, most of our family members, friends, I saw all the time on Facebook, please help, I need a plumber desperately. The three, uh, three ones I hired before turned out to deliver low quality service, please help me. So I saw that probably every second day. And um, of course, we did uh, some market research, uh, interviews with customers, with professionals. So it was not only our gut feel and observations of family and friends, but uh, of course, the problem resulted from my observation. Okay, brilliant. Um, regardless of uh, what we hear now, uh, you're still 
at the very beginning of your journey, I would uh, say. And I'm really curious to understand a bit more, uh, to dive a bit deeper into the business. What are the milestones? Uh, what feedback you have from the market? What strategy do you plan for next months? And uh, let's try to avoid COVID situation mm-hmm. because if we were to consider it, I would need to close the show. Let's just assume that everything is going to be fine. Yes, yeah, certainly. So our strategy was to expand to other Polish cities uh, in the second half of this year. We'll, we'll see about that, but uh, certainly expansion is high on our priority list. Um, but uh, first and foremost, we still want to uh, increase scale in Warsaw and um, both in B2B and in B2C. And that's our main goal. And as you mentioned in a question that we are at the beginning of our journey, yes, we've been live for uh, like almost three years, but I see it as a very long-term game. Um, and uh, of course, we are at the beginning of our journey and um, and do everything step by step, city by city. Um, as far as the milestones are concerned, well, the biggest milestone was, of course, our go life, which was preceded by several months of um all the technological process yeah, development testing etc it lasted for a really good few months uh, for preparation of marketing strategy uh, all the customer research uh, etc so that was uh, this huge mi- milestone um, the launch itself and then we were trying to observe the feedback from our customers and um, and doers and what we observed is that our customers um, tend to come back and uh, use Doer for seconds, third time, uh, which is a good sign. And uh, even when the app was uh, not perfect, still, of course, isn't. But <laughs> um, at the very beginning, even then they came back. The more, the more difficult situation was with Doers because uh, they are not that sticky. Uh, I guess that because we are a kind of a demanding partner, because we care a lot about their quality. Our customers rate them all the time. We get rid of doers with bad ratings. We, we train them. We, uh, we have some you know, uh, discipline. And actually, these guys very often um, are not keen of such approach. So it's maybe easy to recruit them, more difficult to retain them. But going back to this um, feedback from customers, all our next milestones, I think, resulted from paying attention to this feedback. So we launched um, all this B2B lag because we saw the demand, because uh, the company started putting uh, requests on our marketplace um, and we saw that they require a more uh, comprehensive approach and comprehensive care. Not only, you know, this automatic solution, but uh, um, they require a whole range of services, someone to take responsibility for, for doers, to arrange everything, etc., etc. So that's how we came up with our first offer for companies. Um, then we saw that um, the companies uh, require some services we do not have in our portfolio. For example, air conditioning, and that's how. Another few months later, we uh, came up um, with an idea to add air conditioning services, which is a totally different segment uh, to our portfolio of services. Then we saw that the demand from English speakers in Warsaw is high. So we decided to um, add an English, um, let's say, a simplified version of Doer in English. Uh, Recently, you wanted uh, to avoid uh, COVID, of course. I I won't comment on that broadly, but we saw that uh, um, very popular um, 
services in, in this era are services connected with disinfection. And we had an easy, uh, let's say, path to, to launch ozone disinfection. And that's what we launched both for our individual and corporate customers. So I think that this um, idea of uh, observing the feedback and reacting to it is in our DNA. And that's uh, what, um, what, let's say, outlines our way of development and uh, our strategy is, of course, important, but uh, it gets adjusted very frequently. This is very interesting what you just mentioned, because I've seen this uh, at least a few times already in other startups, including the company I worked for in uh, in UK. It's not just that, you know, companies pivot from time to time. I mean, the need is there. And as soon as it is observed by the owners or the, you know, the management of the company, they need to make a decision whether to follow it or not. And in most cases, the need is so obvious that it's really difficult decision. So a pivot also means that you uh, may lose uh, some traction in other area that you have been developing so far. So it is it is a bit of a difficult uh, thing to do, I think. Yes, I, I will agree, but uh, you have to be vigilant and you have to observe what happens in the market, not to, you know, stay back. But, uh, but you also have to have your priorities um, always in the loop. Because, you know, you cannot focus on uh, 10 different things and directions and products um, in the same time. Uh, so even when we started, I mentioned, for example, this ozone disinfection, that was just a small addition. But we never lost focus from, let's say, uh, you know, um, doing fit outs for uh, offices in Warsaw. Because that's uh, the core business. That's what, you know, uh, generates uh, most revenue for us, and that's uh, um, what what uh, requires involvement from me and my co-founder most. Okay, so let's talk about something else now. I'm really curious about your marketing and branding strategy, but also on the sales and business development part, because I think this is a very crucial information that we could share with the listeners here. I'm really curious on your approach to dealing with doers and maybe more on the reasons why you took this approach to actually curate them on your own, because this is a lot of work and it's not something that startups with their uh, heads in the cloud would normally do. There is a lot of one-to-one tackle, let's say, on the grounds. Yes, uh, I mean, this approach is uh, is difficult. It requires a lot of work. You have to get your hands dirty and... Uh, do a lot of a lot of operational work instead of you know focusing only on scaling the technology, which would be a dream. But it really pays off. Um, we really have almost no complaints. Our clients, uh, as I mentioned, come back, um, and um, in the long term, uh, the customers will value the quality. And you can only provide good quality service when you control the supply side. So this effort put in. Um, finding um, potential candidates for doers, uh, talking to them on the phone, meeting with them, uh, training them uh, at first, trying them out only on marketplace, then inviting those which are you know doing best to um, to do tasks for businesses or for insurers. Um, I, it's it's hard work, but it really I think it's the only way to go, and that's our biggest competitive advantage. Uh, many argue that. But it really hinders um, scalability. 
Probably yes, but uh, you know it's always a trade-off. Uh, but I, I wouldn't change this approach. Um, that's why we have this approach city by city because the technology is um, so universal. It would be easy to um, you know now open door um, in every Polish city in a blink of an eye if it was just for technology. But more difficult is to build a base of um, doers that uh, that you trust, that you have a comfort of working with. Um, it's it's the most difficult task, which is necessary when you when you think about launching a new city. So in the end, it's all about the customer. It's all about the people, and to make sure that yes. everyone is satisfied. But with customers, it's it's, it's much easier because uh, in terms of B two C. Uh, it's always um, the result of your marketing actions and uh, you can have, you know, better ROI, worse ROI. It's always an investment that um, that pays off, um, if not in the short run, then in the long run. And uh, you just try to do everything to minimize the, the, the cost of um, acquiring one customer and then keeping him and um, you, you test whether the ads on Google is uh, better than an ad on Facebook or, you know, um, or you should invest maybe more in search uh, engine optimization. That's what we're currently focusing a lot on. Um, and, uh, but, you know, that's, uh, we have, as I told you before, two guys who are much better in marketing than I am on board. And, um, and that's, uh, that's on them. <laughs> I focus a lot on um, B2B sales. Uh, according to a classic funnel and um, of course uh, it's a lot of work but when you do it very systematically um, you will end up you know winning new contracts and uh, and that's just mathematics yeah so um, this one is uh, is I think uh, the more difficult um, Jap is with the second side of the marketplace, which is doers. Sure. Okay. So let's touch uh, one last thing on doers. Then, uh, how do you convince uh, local handymans and uh, companies uh, to actually join your forces? I think it's quite difficult, and I would like to understand maybe your uh, thought process behind it. Mm -hmm. Now it's a new source of business for them, and that's first and foremost. But I think we have really fair and transparent rules. So. Uh, for example, we charge them um, only for the job they actually win on the marketplace um, in opposition to the approach that some marketplaces and services charge them just for you know being a part or being able to look through some requests. So uh, they have some business, they earn some money, they, ha we ha they have to share it uh, in a small amount with us, but I think that's very fair and they appreciate it. As I told you, we have around 120 doers. Uh, is that a lot? No, it isn't. Um, there are services who have thousands of, but when you have you know, thousand other plumbers or electricians, US plumber um, don't want to be there because, okay, so there are hundred other plumbers. Uh, they probably uh, very often have lower prices. Uh, what's, what's there for me in here? Yeah. So um, with us, we have uh, less guys, but really top quality guys. And, um, and that's a big, uh, differentiator and I think that more and more doers value this <laughs> I can call it career path uh, within doers so they see that uh, they can prove themselves on the marketplace uh, when they're doing good then they're winning many requests they get good uh, grades um, we will invite them to join our uh, core team and uh, serve our institutional customers and 
uh, then you know they um, they deal a lot with with me and Michael personally. They get our assistance, our training, and um, so there is a kind of a attractive path for them as well. That's what they tell us. I'm really glad that we've managed to dive deep into how you guys work because it's really interesting, and I think you have a lot to say uh, when it comes to doers. <laughs> Um, building a marketplace is probably one of the most difficult things when it comes to online business. At least mm-hmm. this is what I've heard uh, listening to some more experienced entrepreneurs, let's say. Any comments? Uh, what are the struggles uh, as of today for you guys? Yes, you're probably right. Um, I mean, a marketplace for me is uh, like a tanker. So you have to really put a huge effort to... Uh, put it in motion, um, a lot of uh, time, energy, money. But when it's at its full speed, um, then it's really, uh, you reap the benefits, it's low maintenance um, and uh, and it's difficult to slow it down. But uh, you have to make sure that the direction you've taken is, uh, is right because um, it's very, very difficult to change. So um, at the very beginning, uh, all your decisions are um, really matter and will have long-term effects. Um, so I think uh, because of that, it is a difficult business. And of course, this balancing of uh, supply and demand side um, and finding this, uh, this, this equality uh, is difficult because um, when you have a huge inflow of customers, uh, there, is a, there is always some problem with availability of doers. Uh, then we recruit more doers of a given specialty and you have less uh, requests than expected from customers in their specialty. So all this balancing stuff um, also is, uh, is not that easy, not that easy to forecast. Uh, so that's another challenge. I, ha- I have no experience with other types of uh, online businesses, but I guess um, somehow intuitively I've chosen one of the most challenging ones. <laughs> And how do you feel about competing with the big guys like Allegro or OLX or other companies? Yes, uh, I think uh, the first good news is that this market is really huge and it's getting bigger and bigger. And um, maybe I, I should I shouldn't say that, but uh, for now it's room for everyone. So I don't really see them as competitors. I'm happy that they exist and they educate the market. And uh, thanks to them, uh, the market is getting bigger. The, um, the consumers know how this kind of services work. And that's actually good for us. Um, and uh, I see this um, value against such big players. Um, our value, as, um, which is this quality of uh, our doers, um, which is a huge differentiator because, of course, uh, their UX is probably better their processes are probably better because of their scale and their budgets. However, no one um, is close to our quality, I think. Um, so, well, uh, wrapping up, uh, I'm really happy that they exist and we have some benchmarks. We have some uh, players uh, who we can observe and who educate our customers. Final question. Natalia, what did you learn recently that uh, helps you do your job better? Something that we can, you know, all benefit from. <laughs> what did I learn recently? I wanted to answer that I learned a lot of plumbing and electrical know-how that okay. <laughs> understand my uh, doers better and my uh, customer needs. 
Um, probably, uh, Daniel, what I learned is that um, with um, B2B, it's really, really a long-term game and that efforts you've put a year ago or even almost two years ago um, pay off, have paid off now and you have to be really patient um, because um, building uh, such businesses, it's a very, very long-term game. And um, you have to do it um, as a sales funnel shows you. You have to do it uh, step by step and, and be patient. And to win uh, new customers, you have to form relationships. And that takes uh, not weeks, but months, sometimes years. So maybe that's really obvious. But uh, in the startup culture, when everyone wants to have these um, new deals, new, new clients, uh, new results very, very fast, I think it may be uh, it may be a, a fresh insight for someone. Perfect. Thank you very much, Natalia. I'm really, really glad that we managed to talk together today because uh, I can already uh, see a lot of nuggets uh, in the conversation. I will point out in the blog post and then you know in the um, social media as well. Thank you very much for your time today. I wish you all the best, um, you know, for doer for your team. Um, for your doers as well and for your clients um, the quality of your work speaks for itself so congratulations on that thank you very much thank you daniel the pleasure was uh, was mine